Ohio High School Football. It's a juggernaut each and every week. I'm going to take you on an inside look at the high school coaching world. In the world of high school coaching, there is far more than what people see after 7 p.m. on a Friday night. This is The Coach's Approach. Welcome to The Coach's Approach. A podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Coach's Approach podcast. I'm your host, George Gresco. Today is our season one finale, and I will be sitting down with legendary head football coach at St. Ignatius High School, Coach Chuck Kyle. Coach, welcome to the show. Oh, George, it's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, before before we get started, uh, I need to shout out my amazing sponsors for season one. Uh, Coach's Dry Rub, the All-American Rub, laid on thick until it sticks. Anthony's Family Restaurant in Eastlake on the corner of 91 and Vine Street, where Together is our favorite place to be, open for dine-in, carry-out, and curbside pickup. The Well Bar and Grill in Kirtland, come in for a great time and some great food. Uh, last but not least, G&G Printing, get your custom apparel printed in 7 to 10 days or less, dominate your design. Uh, first and foremost, Coach, I want to thank you for your time and uh kind of want to say this, but this is an honor for me. Um, you're a coach that I kind of looked up to throughout my coaching career and playing career. So I, I really thank you for your time. Well, sure, George. Um, it's it's uh, talking football is fine. Talking to, to people that, that uh, see the value of the sport, see the value of, of, of young people, uh, learning what a team sport is, that's, that's, that's essential. So this will be fun time, a fun no, time. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of good questions uh, that I'm going to ask. Um, Coach, you've been coaching football at St. Ignatius for 51 years, 11 years as an assistant, and now you're going into your 40th season as a head football coach. Um, you've also been the head track coach there for 49 seasons. When you first started out in coaching, did you ever think that you would still be coaching and getting after it uh, for this long? Well, George, I wasn't thinking about years or anything <laughs> like that. Sure. <laughs> you know, there's too many, you know, too many factors that go into that. Okay, and yeah. uh, um, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I was a young guy that uh, had I came back to the to the school I went to. Uh, my three older brothers went to Ignatius also, so it was kind of ingrained into the family thing. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, I, I was a, uh, as I look at myself, I was always a person that was had high energy level. I mean, I always had to do things, you know, there's Absolutely. certain people just got to do things, you know, yeah. I get nervous if I don't. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I, I knew partway through college, should I be a lawyer? Nah, I want to be a teacher and a coach. <laughs> I'll just do that. Now to just be honest with you, where I to say, was I planning on being a head coach or something? I was just going to coach. Sure. Okay. I was just a young guy 
you know, could work with the backs, you know, defense back then right. you coach defensive backs, offensive back. That's what you did, you know? Yeah. And it was fun, you know, and uh, I had a girlfriend who became my wife who <laughs> understood the whole thing. And, you know, that was great. It's been right. essential to what I've done. But to say I was going, well, this is my career and I am going to move up, you know, the ladder of doing something. No, I, I, no, I, I did not have that at all. Um, I just, you know, I'm going to teach English. I enjoyed English and some and the, professor yeah, should have told me though, with English, you got to correct a lot of papers. My thumb is killing me. You know, after all these years of checking papers, right? But I enjoyed both, right? And so I wanted to do that, and right. and uh, you know, working with the kids, I like that, and just sharing, you know, sure. sharing ideas. So things happen, and 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 uh, you know, the, the, after I, I was an assistant for eleven years, and the head coaching job opened up, you sort of realize, well, maybe it is my time to step up. Sure. Okay. You could, you could be the assistant for a long time or, but you look around and go, well, come on, the sport needs the passing of the torch, you know, keep sure. moving. Yeah. So fine, I did it. And, uh, but I felt I wanted to keep doing track too. Yeah. Because I thought it was a good combination. Yeah. So I had to be somebody with a lot of energy because it's a long day. You know, <laughs> I was long year. To do it as long as you have, you have to have a ton of energy. You got to be a little fireball over there. <laughs> Well, I'm not 30 years old anymore, okay? <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, I, I'm very active still and, and I'm, you know, thank the Lord up there. I'm, I'm healthy. It's just, uh, you know, it, and, and really, come on, it keeps, keeps me young, right? Yeah, it does. No, it's good. Just doing all that. Sure. Uh, you were hired as the head football coach at St. Ignatius in 1983. Uh, you've now been a head coach in five different decades. What would you say has changed the most in high school sports from 1983 to 2022? Okay, um, that's a very good question. And it's, a, I think, a complex question sure. in several levels. <clears throat> I think physically, um, physically, it's, it, it, it has become more of a speed game, sure. both offensively and defensively. So back in 1983, when you had that big, burly, strong middle linebacker that between the, you know, the, the tackles was just, there he was dominating. Right. He now has his hand down on the ground playing defensive end or something. And right. Yeah. The linebackers are much faster, you know, and they don't have to be, you know, giants. Sure. Because you got to move, you got to run. And, um, I, I, I think the speed factor in the game now is is much more than it was in 1983. I mean, come on, you know, the wing T still is a good offense, but boy, there was a lot of, you know, that lockdown, yeah. lockdown, kick out, pound away, Woody Hayes, yeah. God bless him, you know, that was yeah. that was still this is Ohio, man. You gotta bound like that, right? <laughs> and and I, I, you know, the game is is uh a lot of spread people out, the spread offense, right? It, it, yeah. it sort of, you know, there's a lot of speed. There's a lot of one-on-one. -on -one, there's the quarterback is, is such a great athlete. Now he's not that big, strong kid that stood back there and just threw the ball around. Now he's right. running all over the field, right? Absolutely. And the defenses respond to that. So there's a lot of skill. So 
I, I think that's really the game a lot. Now in sports, I'm going to take it another level. Uh, I think parents back then said, yeah, come on, go play. I mean, they weren't looking for some sort of, uh, well, what's going to happen to my kid for college? And, you know, uh, he's going to be a pro football player. I, I, you know, he's age two right now. He's going to be a pro football player. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, the dads, you know, worked in the steel mill and said, yeah, you go to football practice and don't screw around. You know, I mean, yeah. you, just, you just play, you know. And if by chance, um, you know, you were big enough, fast, and, and you got a college scholarship. That was, that was unbelievable to coach, to be able to say that to your parents, right? Well, you're starting to see, you know, you can go into all of what's happening in the NCAA right now, but it seems like the scholarship is being not that important as opposed to other things, you know? Sure. Let's go to the porthole and go this way and go that way and set up my career. And right. so it's, it's, it's really changed quite a bit that Absolutely. way now the love of football i i think is still there i i think yeah. it's by far the the best the most popular spectator sport there is no one can debate that no i, I agree i agree with that one absolutely coach yeah yeah trying to get younger kids to play and, and parents to realize the game has changed the way you know technique is being done and yeah. coaching has to be done more effectively than it used to be I'm, you know blame the old guys you know first day of hitting man we had to have oklahoma drill yeah, and knock yeah. everybody around. <laughs> you know come on let's let's be a little wiser now yeah sure uh coach you have won a state championship as both a head football coach and a head track coach um 11 you have 11 state titles in football two state titles in track Looking back now, how special is that to you? Because I'm not sure if that's ever been done by a single coach before. Is that pretty special? Yeah, I, I, I think it is, George. I, I, you know, I can't quote and say I've ever researched that idea. Sure. I don't think that ever happened in Ohio before. So I don't know if, you know, if it's happened elsewhere. Um, I enjoy both sports, you know, and, and I, I was a like researching both sports um and i always felt i always felt the best combination of, for football for another sport would be track and field i just always felt that and and i i don't want to get into debate with others but i know honestly you know you see all this need for speed you, uh, the need for balance you get the, the big offensive linemen or defensive linemen they're throwing the shot and the discus and they can yeah. also work out with the sprint team get a little faster and so on yeah. uh, honestly it has been it has that been a factor in our success unquestionably that i combination there i mean i could go right down the line with athletes that you know the middle linebacker for Ohio State right now, Tommy Eichenberg, finished second in the state in the shot put, okay, 360 feet, all right? I mean, I, I could go down the line. Anthony Gonzalez, our congressman, right? Yeah. Played for Ohio State, right? He was on a state championship crack I was, team. I was okay? going to say, he, he was a pretty good one. <laughs> oh, he was fast. I mean, yeah. And, and, yeah. I mean, just, just uh, so those that combination, uh, really, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. And, and oftentimes I would tell kids, well, you know, if you play college football and your season ends, great. You can maybe go home for uh, Christmas, 
But when you get back to that college campus in January, guess what you're doing, fellas? Right. It's like running track. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be lifting and you're going to be running. And yep. it's going to be six in the morning. That's when they do it. Okay. So why don't we get used to it now? Okay. Come on out for track. So sure. it was a great combination. And, and they were very good athletes. But, it, it, you know, if you look at our track championships, uh, the distance guys were, you know, we had some very good distance guys. And Ryan Franzinger went to Ohio State. He's going to be the next head coach at Ignatius. Okay. He, he won yep. the discus, the state championship of that one of those years, you know. I know it, but yeah, he was also all state football player. Okay. So it, right. it, it really helps. It, then, that, that was, that was important. And that kind of leads me to my next question. We talked about a little already. How important do you think it is for a high school athlete to experience more than one sport? And I ask this because there's a lot of specialization going on right now. Right. Uh, George, I, I, I am thoroughly convinced and doctors will support this multiple sports in high school that's the route to go uh, a few years ago in the nfl the first uh, and i think this is four years ago i it, and you can research it the last few years but i know i think it was four years ago i researched it out of the first in the first round of the nfl draft okay first sure. round there was 30 out of the 31 32 whatever it is now uh played multiple sports in high school all right and i, I believe I, I and I, I think i saw that stat somewhere too so i think that's i think especially just the kids competing year round and making sure your grades are up to par you're not having like that slack down time i think that's super important all right and doctors will tell you you know when you specialize in just one sport and you're just doing that sport constantly you are working certain muscles probably yeah. overworking certain ones and not using some, and that imbalance is not good. Sure. It is not good. And you see that in multiple sports where, you know, the yeah. arm blows out, yeah. right? Yeah. The legs have a problem and you're going, well, that multiple sports give you a chance to balance that out. And you hit on it right away, George. Mentally for a high school kid, I mean, you know, if it, just to concentrate on one sport, you burn out. Yeah, I agree. You're going to burn out. And, and, and that's what happens so often. Kids burn out. They just can't take it anymore. Yeah. And, and it's sad. And, and uh, it, 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 by, by having that social, different, different people you're working with and getting to know different people that's that's high school that that's yeah. what you should have you know and, and, and we and we hit it on it once already especially in today's world there's so many pressures put on kids with with their parents a scholar get scholarship it's not just go play anymore and it's not just go enjoy the game so i think that's super important just play sports be with your friend enjoy high school as you mentioned right i uh, i wish we could maybe someday you could have a program on 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 this so many people think that well, it has to be a Division One scholarship for my kid to go to college. They're so mistaken by that. <laughs> uh, even the small Division Three colleges, yeah, they don't have athletic scholarships. But uh, take a look. There's not as many kids out there now. You know, there's no more eight, nine kid families. You're right. There's right. two, three in a family. Small colleges, uh, they have to fill their seats. 
yeah. in their college, their freshman class, and the financial aid packages for the smaller college. You're an athlete, and you know you you're making you could contribute to the school some way. Those financial packages get pretty pretty yeah. good. I mean, they, they it's their job to make it possible. And it's sad that so many people think, well, he's got to get a full ride. And uh, sure. they're mistaken. They are. There's so much available at even the smaller colleges. Okay. And at one point in the NFL, I always bring up Bill Belichick. He recruited like lacrosse players, division three athletes, because at that time, no one was looking at these players. But now I think it's more common that more division three, division two athletes are getting looks, which is which I think is awesome. It, it, it really is. And, and uh, you know, kid, uh, players from Mount Union, Co yeah. Mount Union, right down the road. Yeah. It, uh, get into the pros. OK. Yeah. And there's others. John Carroll had a, a, some some guy oh, yeah. linebacker. Right. You can remember that. Yeah. That happens. That happens. And it's going to happen more and more, to be honest yeah. with you. You're talking about London Fletcher. That's who you're talk talking I, about, John Carroll. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm picturing his face and I'm going. Ah, yeah. But yeah, I mean. That happens, you know, yeah. and uh, because kids grow later, things like that. Uh, you could have a whole nother show on how the NCA is going to be changing with the, you know, the porthole thing yeah. and, and all that, yeah. which is, it's not good. They're going to, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, that's, that's another, that's a whole different, different side of football. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. But it, it kids, you know, I, I, how I, I can, you know, Brian Hoyer, quarterback play is playing in the pro he's still in the pros he's yeah. gone 11 years in the pros you know when he came to St. Ignatius yeah he was going to play quarterback but I'll tell you what I think his favorite sport was baseball right you know as a freshman he was a pitcher on a varsity I mean it, but you know years go by and he started seeing where am I going to go further right and it started dawning and he played baseball all four years but but it, it dawned on him I'm going to be going pretty much further in football yeah. okay sure so when they specialize they may have shut the door on the sport that they really should in you know by the time they were seniors how many times hundreds of times george i've had kids come up who did that who specialized right and they go i made a mistake yeah i should have been playing both uh, hundreds of times agreed that's a shame yep i agree with you on that um in, in 1988, uh, you bring St. Ignatius High School their first ever state title in football. Can you talk a little bit about how special of a moment that was for you, the school, the community, anything you'd like to share on that? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it, 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 uh, we, we had never made the playoffs before that year. Right. Okay. Um, that was my, I think, fifth year. Yeah, right around your fourth, right. fifth year, I believe. Fifth, yeah, fifth year of being head coach, and and you know, I, I think our the culture of, of the football program kept getting better and better. Sure. Kids realized nothing's given to you; you got to earn it, you got to work. Yep. And uh, you know, you could go around the state, George, to any you know typical program that's going to be a factor. You yeah. Know? And you know. Go in January and February and take a peek in their weight room and you'll see a lot of kids working out. Okay. Right. Well, those teams are going to do well. Okay. But you had to create that, that culture. Okay? So, so coach, you're saying the weight room is super important. 
It, it is. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And doing it right, okay? Uh, you, you really need someone in there that has studied it thoroughly. Yeah. Because so many people get all hung up on how many how many pounds I can right. lift. And actually, that, that's, uh, that's not as important as how you do it. Right. And how that, that movement while you're doing is going to transfer into a football right. type of technique that that's the key thing but when you're going back to the the first year i mean we, we the culture was was getting better and and, and georgia um, you could look at what was going on uh, the cyo programs in yeah. cleveland ohio were, were one of the best in the nation it uh, honestly they were right. and if you look at the roster that we were getting obviously a lot of the Catholic grade school kids were coming to our school, right? I right. mean, and, and, I mean, you could look at that roster, and there was St. Thomas More, there was St. Anne's, there was Jesu, there was Our Lady of Angel, you know. I mean, and they played CYO football, and here they come to Ignatius, and 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 they had a really good experience in grade school, good guys coaching them, and uh, yeah, I mean, it that helped, okay, sure. and and. Uh, but it was uh, the the idea that 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 uh, we made it to the playoffs. Oh boy! But I, I think, to be honest, I, I remember this. At, um, the year before that, we were good, but you know we lost some games and we didn't make it in the playoffs. But and and I always met with every every kid on the varsity. You know, it's the Austin. Let's eat right. and talk about what you can do. And I, I can remember this, and this is a true story. I can remember. This the juniors who were going to be seniors and they walked in and they looked at me and said, coach, we're going to win the state championship. Next year. Okay. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you, kid. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> right. good to me. I, you know, but they were just, we can do this, you know, but you still had to do it on the field. Right. You know? and, and, and I think any program to win that first one is a member is such a, a moment, right? Yeah. And and we won it on a goal line stand, and it was all the place went crazy and all that. But once you do it once, it, it becomes a, a reality. You can do this. See, yeah. this can happen. And and then then okay, and that the younger kids go, I want to do that too. And you know, yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, we were just. I look back, we were young guys. You know, believe it or not, young men, <laughs> and you know, we were just. Uh, you know, the school has changed so immensely because the alumni really got involved with yeah. the school and, you know, the alumni, uh, you know, very, are very generous to the school. You know, it's almost like a small college, the way they donate, yeah. Sure. you know, that happens. I mean, that's wonderful that that contributed to that situation. Absolutely. And the group that you just mentioned about that said was going to win a state championship as they, they came in your office one day, that, that kind of led to something amazing from St. Ignatius. Uh, from 1991 to 1995, the St. Ignatius football program did something really unheard of. Uh, at that time, you guys won five consecutive state championships. Can you talk a little bit how that was possible? And you mentioned culture already, but that's incredible. Right. right. Well, the, the 88... 89 group, you know, that was, they blazed the trail, you know, to use a metaphor. I mean, they did. And when that happened, that was the first time a division one school won in, in Cleveland area. Right? right. So that was 
the news media. I mean, it was big, you know. So like I said, then, 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 you know, we became a really popular school for the CYO kids. And again, uh, I can name those parishes again, but and it was just that they were coming to nations, you know. They were going, "This is this is what happens." And you know, name is uh, you know Scott Mutrin and Eric Haddad, and the, the, those were the guys that you're talking about when you say that that period of time when there were five straight. Um, that there there was a, a group when I say Haddad, Mutrin, uh, Eric Goldston. I mean, it, they were um, that was a really good group, you know, and they they. They came in and they believed what, what could happen, but uh, just, it, it was always the goal. And you could always sit there and, and you go, "Hey, fellas, after you win the first one, everybody knows who we are now, so you can't screw around." I mean, we right. got we got we got to know that they're going to give you your best best game. They're going to go after you. And kids bought into that um, and worked hard. But but honestly, you, you know, Georgia, uh, um, there's other programs and. Lately, they've been doing things like that, Kirtland and sure. so on, and you develop that culture. Yeah. But the ball bounces strange ways, and who knows? Who knows? Right. I mean, it, it, I mean, in 1991, I don't think people looked at our roster saying, "Oh, wow," you know, and we lost yeah. two games in regular season, and you know, we got in and and uh, we found a way to beat Maslin. Maslin was undefeated; they were amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys didn't. You guys played some really good teams those couple years. Yeah, and '91 we were we were down at halftime, twenty-one to nine. Right. And we won. I mean, I, you know, it, it just kids kept believing. You know, and you, you just find a way, find a way to score. And and uh, and the kids believed. You know, kids kids have to believe. Sure. You know, you, and you know, you sit there at halftime, and you can sit there. Hey, fellas, we can do this. Now, this is what they're doing, and we can do this. Right. But they could be sitting there going, yeah, right. Or they can yeah. go, we believe you. Let's go. Right. Absolutely. And that, that was important. Getting into a little bit of your high school and college years, um, St. Ignatius has always been a huge uh, part of part of your life and always will be. Uh, you graduated from high, high school at St. Ignatius at, in 1969. Did you always kind of have a, a mindset that you were going to become a head coach there? No, I, we already said, I don't know, <laughs> to say head coach now. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and to say when I was graduating from high school, was I was I thinking I was become a teacher coach? I, I can't necessarily say that was for sure. Right. I, I think when I was you know, matriculating to, to college, I, I, I wanted to be, I thought, oh, I really like English. I, th- I want to be an English major, I think, because you could go into law. Right. I thought. You know, go into law, could go into teaching, you know, things like that. I, 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 that's what I was, it didn't take me long to realize there's a lot of lawyers out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think half my senior class became lawyers, you know, and I was like, well, I don't know, you know, right. I don't know if that would be that, that enjoyable. Um, but I, I, I did enjoy English and I, and I, I had some nice opportunities, you know, when you, to volunteer. Uh, to teach younger kids things, and I found myself enjoying that. You know, right. I did. Uh, by the time I was uh, at the end of my sophomore year, and I did this junior in the summer between my sophomore and junior year, a, a friend of mine from Ignatius um, t- 
talked to me. He goes, he was working out at Camp Cheerful in Strongsville. Okay. I don't know. That's for crippled children. Okay. And he talked about just how rewarding that was and so on like that. And, you know, back then you could get a summer job at the steel mills sweeping floors and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. okay. I, that was great and wonderful. But, you know, I, yeah, there was something more, you know. And so he took me with him and I talked to the, we talked to the guy in charge of Camp Cheerful and, and I was hired to be work in recreation for the little yeah. kids, finding things for them to do and stuff like that. Um, I, at, at that experience, George, it, it affected my life immensely because um, you, you saw kids that had really difficult handicaps, but the human right. spirit, you know, they had this, yeah. they, they, they wanted to have fun and they, they, they believed, you know, and they were dealt a tough situation, right. but the human spirit was powerful and that affected me and i actually and i had a coach on here a few weeks ago his name's kurt hines he coaches down in california i'm not sure if you heard of that name but he actually said that's how he got into coaching as well when he was in college he worked with a special olympics um flag football team and was coaching flag football and he said the joy on the kid's face when they just caught a football you know right that's what and that's what it's all about yeah yeah you already had an experience listening to someone say that It, it it it, it makes you realize how wonderful the human spirit is and in, 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 in just difficult situations, you yeah. know, I, um, but, and I learned from that so much. I really did. I, and, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, and that ability to, uh, to work with younger people and seeing how they appreciated it, you know, right. I, uh, that was it. I was going to be a teacher. Here I am. Yep. I was going <laughs> to do it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, when you were a junior and senior in high school, uh, you played running back for the Wildcats. During those two seasons at run as a running back there, your team's record was 18-1-1. One one. Uh, not only have you had an outstanding coaching career, you had a pretty dang good playing career while at Ignatius. Um, can you talk a little bit about your playing experience for the Wildcats? Sure. Um, junior year, I was the backup running back. I played some defensive back too. Okay. okay. The, the guy ahead of me went on to be the defensive. Uh, Bo Schembeck was one of Bo Schembeckler's first captains at Michigan. Oh. He was a oh. kid. The guy was really good. You know? Yeah, that's a pretty good one to sit behind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, he was good. I was like, I was his, I was cheerleading really well while yeah. he was out there. Um, but anyway, um, so senior, okay, it, it, I was going to end up uh, being the, the tailback. And I'm not the biggest guy in the world. Thank God I had some speed. <laughs> and uh, thank God I realized if that guy's going to hit me, I hope he hits me the way I want him to hit me. So, you know, you dodge and do something like right. that. But, uh, you know, it was always a dream. I had three older brothers, you know, went through there. And I really, yeah. Had a good senior, good senior year. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was all league. Um, you know, I was fortunate. You know, back then the running back, you didn't throw the ball a whole lot, right? So right, the running back yeah. was going to run the ball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there were several games I had thirty some carries. I was like, here we go. No secret who has the ball this time. You know. <laughs> so I, you know, I had I think fifteen touchdowns. 
Yeah, but that was the way it was back then. Right. You know, the running back was going to score a lot of touchdowns. So you used to have 50, 50, 60 carries throughout a game, but now there's 60 passes thrown sometimes. Right. So it's yeah, different... that's not, I mean, I, I look back and God bless, John Wirtz was the coach, great man. I think we had one pattern, maybe two, you know. Yeah. We would roll out and there would be a flood and <laughs> we'd throw it or there'd Hopefully, be this yeah. little, maybe Hopefully. the back flared and then it, honestly, there wasn't much. Yeah, yeah, hopefully someone was wide open in the flat, you know. Uh, and, and, but then pound the ball, baby. You know, here yeah. we go. Oh, that's so. funny. Woody Hayes, man, that was the way it worked. Yeah. Everybody believed in that cloud of dust, you know. But in Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio, it was cloud of mud a lot. Yeah. You know? it's a lot different. Exactly. <laughs> the fields yeah. even then till now. I mean, everyone's almost on turf now, which is. Oh yeah. At speed now. I mean, yeah. Take advantage of that too funny but it was fun I, and i did it for fun you know it was just great camaraderie sure you know you, you talk about th those seniors you know our senior class my, we get together all i mean communicate together all the time i mean there's just that bonding yeah the bonding uh, relationships it's just really good yeah. really those are your friends the rest of your life right uh, after high school, you continued your athletic career at Xavier University in Cincinnati. Something unexpected happened when you were there. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right. I, and, and I'm not the biggest guy again. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, and it was, you know, so I, I did want to play in college and, and, you know, there is one thing I, I think nowadays you get, if you really want, you get much better college counseling than yeah. back then, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I went to a Jesuit high school. So when there was one college counselor, and you yeah. walk in and they'd have, he put out in front of you the Jesuit colleges and go, there's the brochures, where are you going? You know, it's <laughs> like, okay, are you telling me to go to Jesuit college? I don't know. You know, that was their job, I guess. But, but um, you know, Xavier at that time, uh, you know, was playing major college football and they talked to me a little bit. And I, Good school, uh, maybe yeah. I'll go there. But but it was when I got there, you started to realize, uh, you know, they didn't, they were facing it out. You right. know, they, they, if you look back in history, so it's pretty obvious. Okay, I'm, I'm the little guy. I'm not that big, and you know, okay, this is probably not going to work out. Well, you know, I mean, I went to school, and school was going fine. But I, yeah. I did realize I, I still had the itch to be playing and doing things in football. So I came back to John Carroll. It was pretty clear I was going to do that. And, 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 that, and that almost makes sense. Another Jesuit school, you wind back right. up at GCU. Right. You know, transferring pretty easy because, you know, it's Jesuit school in Cleveland, Jesuit school in Cincinnati. Come on. They right. can figure out what, what to do there. <laughs> and it was a great, it, again, a good experience, very good experience at John Carroll. Was, you know, Tony DiCarlo, legendary yeah. football coach wrestling coach what a wonderful man and and, and jerry schweiker good people um I, I just you know it was fun i mean again great people i've worked with nick Restifo coach with me yeah for what 40 years i don't yeah, know what long it is, time. you know yeah i met him at john carroll university uh tom narducci is coaching with me right now i have you know on the team at john yeah. carroll university with me you know it's just good people you know, we Absolutely. have good. I think I learned a lot about defense more than anything. Yeah. At, at that point, we were running the wishbone offense at John Carroll. And it was like, okay, they're not 
Right. I get it. Not that complex. But defensively, I, I, I think I learned a lot from that program. Yeah. And that helped when I moved to high school. I think that, that really did help. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, you've had many awards and achievements over your amazing coaching career. And I'm, I'm going to name a few off real quick. Uh, you were a four-time Ohio Associated Press Coach of the Year. Uh, in 2008, you were the head coach of the United States' first junior national team that went undefeated. Uh, in 2010, you earned a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, in 2013, you were inducted into the Greater Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame. You were inducted with Coach Ted Ginn, uh, Mike Hargrove, and Earl Boykins, which that's an achievement in itself. Uh, then in 2016, you were inducted in the National Federation of High School Associations Hall of Fame. My question is to you, and this is probably the most difficult question, Coach, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd be sitting here today as one of the best coaches to ever do it? No, I didn't know that. Um, no, I, 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 when things start happening like that, you're humbled, but um, George, I, I'm a guy that goes and teaches his classes, and then I put a whistle on and I go coach and right. do the best I can. Sure. Uh, honestly, I'm not that complex of a guy. Right. I really am not, and I enjoy doing that. And good things happen, and how nice! I I yeah. I, I think that was humbling and very nice. And I, I hope uh, that, you know, in achieving those awards and receiving those awards, you hope, um, honestly, I hope I'm a good example for younger coaches coming up. How's that? I, know, I do. I do. Like, come on. There's, there's right. got to be somebody go, hey, look at that. Yeah, I, I, maybe young guy, you could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Other than that, <laughs> I... I'm going to get up in the morning and teach English, okay? I mean, right, that's yeah. what it is, okay? Let's get up get in the morning, yeah. about this thing. All right, get you up know? in the morning, tie your shoe, eat breakfast, and go to work. Right, let's go. I, that's, I, I'm not going to look in the mirror and go, whoa, look at that guy. Yeah, right. It's sure. harder to look in the mirror at that guy, to be honest with you, George. <laughs> sure. Um, you, you've had uh, some amazing moments throughout your coaching career. If you got to relive only one moment throughout your coaching career, what would you say that one moment would be? There's been you quite know, a few, so. But George, you, you know, you get me in trouble with some former <laughs> players or track runners. Right. You're going to be going, hey, why didn't you say about it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you'd have to look back to the, the first you know, state championship. And the only reason you're saying that, and I would tell that to any, any coach, that first time you're blazing a new trail and it is so frightening, yeah. but also exciting. Sure. You, you, you're going, I, I don't know, am I doing this right? I mean, yeah. this is huge. And, right. and I, I mean, just, oh my God, you know, I can remember the, the night before the state semifinal game, right? We're going to, we're supposed to be the home team, but we're playing a Toledo team at Toledo University of Toledo Stadium. I'm like, how are we the home team? I, I don't know. Well, okay. I'm <laughs> glad we're in it, you know? And I can remember just the night before, you know, just going, oh, wow. 
I, I and I, I, one of the things I was thinking about is that all, all my classmates and all the school is old, George. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're a hundred. It's ridiculous. Eighteen eighty-six. Yeah. Sure. And I remember just sitting there, getting a tear in my eye. Honestly, going, oh, if I could only, wow, if I could somehow get this to happen for those people that have believed in this place for how many? I thought that I was, I was just, oh my, this would be so good. Little you know, huh? Right. <laughs> goes, goes on, but I, I think that that whole adventure, the first one, uh, it, it, and it ended up very dramatic. Uh, you know, we we played the returning state champ, a great team, Cincinnati, Princeton. And we held them in a goal line stand to win it. I, I it was just, you know, right. the place went crazy, and and you're going. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. They they come up with those things in Hollywood. This doesn't really happen. You know? Right. That's that's pretty cool. Something you you know I, I was at I was coaching at Kenston High School when we won the first state title in 2018. Yeah. I coached yeah. with Jeff Grubich over there, and I've never seen a high school you know a high school state title game like that before. Like there there was like 50 buses as we pulled in the stadium. It just packed, and it it's a cool experience for not only coaches but I can only imagine what players are feeling for that game. I mean. It's an exciting moment for them. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 you know they're young, they're kids, and um, you know, George, uh, the one thing when you mention that, that uh, uh, you know, the people talk about pregame speeches, and and over the years, you know, the cam- TV cameras want to come into the locker room, you know, and. The one thing that is important to say is they, th- they always think, well, that's motivation. You know, oh, what a motive motivation. Kids are already motivated by, you know, they're three minutes away from kickoff. Are you kidding? They're motivated. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, it's not, oh boy, we didn't have to practice all week. We just had to give a good speech before the game. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's silly, you, know? you know, what really, but when you're talking about those kids and being so, wow, the, the pressure at that moment, right? You know what the pregame speech should be? You should look at those kids and say, you're the best football players in the country right now. You are, you're, you're great football players. You fellas picture that little kid that you, you all, you were in the backyard running around right. and you were running around scoring touchdowns. Hey, let that kid play today. Yeah. Let him play. Sure. Go on. You're really good. Go on. Don't worry about things. Go, go play. They have to hear that. They have to know that it's, you know, yeah, there's a ton of people out there yelling and screaming. You're going to come out there. There's tons of people. Come on, just be that little, be that kid that had fun playing football. You'll yeah, be, be, yeah, be the kid that uh, lined the yard in the snow and went out yeah. there and threw in the back. We all did that. Yeah. And the kid that loved doing it. Just be that kid. Don't be, oh, the pressure's on. I got to come up. Yeah. Come on. Forget yeah. it. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's do this. Go have fun. <laughs> um. You, you've had, um, in, in your 51-year coaching career, you've been around some amazing coaches, and you, you've uh, mentioned a few already, but amazing coaches, players, and people. Is there anyone that you would like to give a shout-out to? Well, um, okay. I, you know, um, kind of two levels, okay? Sure. Um, if you ask a kid who played football, well, a man, I guess, an older man. 
And if you ask them, do you remember your English teacher? And they'll stumble over it. Uh, sophomore English teacher, let me think, let me think, right? They'll stumble over that. Ask them who their football coach was. They'll know right now. Bet, they'll know right now. And I, I for me, uh, the, 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 you know, John Wurtz was the head coach. Paul Nemec was the, an assistant coach. They believed in me, you know, I, and I did everything I could for them. I mean, I, did, I, I just, those were, those guys were important. But if I can move it just a little bit, George, um, you know, your family is really key. And uh, what made a difference? I, I think my father, first of all, worked in the steel mills, you know, he, he, GI Bill got his an engineering degree, went on. He had a great work ethic. I mean, that man, he was a great work ethic, you know? And I think that affected me because I have a work ethic. I mean, I do. I have a good work ethic. I, right. I, oh, let's get after it, you know? And uh, also, um, honestly, George, um, uh, my father-in-law, uh, I learned how to be a leader from that man. He was, he was the mayor of Parma Heights, Ohio for 40-some years, uh, Paul Cassidy. Uh, he was uh, in the war. He was a navigator for, for a B-17 bomber. Uh, flew 28 missions uh, wow. in warfare. Uh, led the first was the lead navigator for the the first daytime bombing of Berlin, which they expected 50% casualties. You know, wow. and, and just <laughs> I mean, I that man. Uh, showed me what leadership was sure. he really did people just loved working with him you know they just believed in the guy you know and, and uh so anyway i i i just observed those guys you know i'm a you're a young guy you're a kid you just right. keep your mouth shut and look at some of these people watch what they do <laughs> right and just uh, you know and you, i know that sounds old-fashioned but those, those, um, you know, I was blessed. I had right. father in law, my father. I, I think they helped form me. Yeah. And I, I think I'm a lot like my mom, but those, <laughs> the way personality wise. <laughs> right. But the, 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 those, those guys were what they did, and they weren't, you know, connected with football per se. But, you know, I, I think I talked to the kids more about life than I talked about football. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. just, but, you know, there's people that influence you, you know, and they, they don't have to be your football coach. They can just be a good teacher. Right. Ask what teacher influenced you. Yeah, there's could be the science teacher, but, but the guy really cared and he really, boy, I got it from that person. Right. And we've talked so, about with all the other coaches that I've had on, I think at least one of them, if not all of them, have mentioned how important, like especially now in today's world, how important role models are in a young man's life. Um, I, I, that's super important right now. I truly believe that. Right. Oh, it is. I, it, 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 we're, we're dealing in a world where, you know, they, the media and you can go, you know, see movies with all these fictional heroes that, right. are, that are not reality. Yeah. They're, 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 they're Hollywood, you know, where are the real heroes? Okay. Well, they're walking around the street and they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're doing the right thing. Right. Those are the heroes. Absolutely. 
Um, on December 13th, 2021, you officially announced your retirement. Uh, you said that the 2022-2023 school year will be your final year. Uh, you're headed into your 40th season as St. Ignatius head football coach. When did you know that this was the right time to step away? Okay, well, um, um, you know, you, you do trust other people. I hope everybody has people that you go, I trust them. You know, there's a lot of other things, but there's people you trust. And I, you know, I, I came into our uh, president's office and he, man, totally believe and trust him. I mean, he, I, and he asked an important question. He goes, when are you going to retire? And, and the school needs to know. And I, I'm like, I never even thought about I didn't think I wasn't thinking about that. Right? You're, you're right. kind of, I'm one of those guys here. Okay. What, what month is it? I got to keep going, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I, I think, um, and I understood he, he was just being honest about everybody. The school needs to know, you know, can't be surprised. I'm leaving, you know, or so we had a really, really good conversations, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's a point where, um, Georgia, I'm 71 years old. Okay. And I'm healthy. And, and I have, and we talked about that, but you know, there's comes a point where, come on, older guys move out of the way. Cause there's younger guys coming up. Right. And I can't be selfish that way. You know, I can't be, I'll help, you know, if I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to, but I'm always a phone call away if they help it, but it's time, you know, it's time that other, other good people get a, get, get their chance and opportunities sure. and so on like that. And I never wanted to be the old guy just, Oh, well, the old guy, I don't, you know, he's over there. But he, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, and my wife retired, you know, a year ago and we're both healthy and there's, the, the sacrifices she made, right? I mean, right. Come, on, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. come on, I'm in the weight room in the summer or whatever, and <laughs> other people are on vacations. And, right. You know, I mean, come on. I, I, so it, 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 it made me think, and I think we're doing it uh, a unique way, George, yeah. but I think it's the right way. Um, Brian Franzinger is, is our defensive coordinator, went to Ignatius, yeah. played for Ohio State. I mentioned him before. And um, I, I said, look, please don't, let's not do something like have a national uh, search for uh, a coach. Right. Cut it out. Don't do that. Right. Here's the guy that should be doing it. Okay. Right. He gets, he gets what we're about and he gets, you know, and, and, and so let's do it this way. Right. I'll go one more year. We'll, we'll kind of, I'll mentor him a little, you know, He'll be the assistant head coach or something, and we, you know, we yeah. bring it along. And uh, you know, one of the a real, and so everybody agreed. Now you have to tell the players that George, and that's tough. Yeah. That was a really tough moment, you know. And you call the kids in, you know, and and I say, and I, I kind of explained this is what's going on, and I said, and you could see the look in their eye, you know, and that was tough because they're used to me, you know, right. it's. And and I said, now I'm going to introduce you to the next head football coach at St. Ignatius. Here he is, Ryan Franz. When I'm grabbing him like that and brought him over, and you could see these kids go, "Oh yes, 
you know, and let's let's do it right. That's all. I mean, this is just the way we are. Right. And I think that's important that you kind of gave the reins to the guy that you wanted. I think that's super important. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, in, that. Keep it in house. And I, I really do. I think that's, I think that's super cool that you said that and kept a guy that's coached with you, been there, knows the area played for you. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And, and he'll do a great job. And, and it was so nice to see the kids. You, you just saw their, God, you know, just, just that re- relief yeah. about it. That, that was important. That was important. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, you had one heck of a coaching career up until this point, 369 wins, 31 playoff appearances, 15 regional championships, 11 state titles in football, two state titles in track, as we mentioned, three national championships, and you're Ignatius's all-time winningest coach. If you had to pick one key to your success at Ignatius, what would you say the one key was or is? Well, um, well, it, it, I, I preach just the students too. It, 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 I, I think a key to success is your work ethic. Um, whatever you, career you want to go into, kids, I always tell them, have a great work ethic. If you have a great worth ethic and you want to become a doctor, you really want to become a doctor and you have a great work ethic, go ahead. Go be a doctor then. Sure. Don't don't get shied away from it because it's work ethic. And I and and going to college. I, I deal with uh, all our kids go to college at St. Ignatius High School. That's what we are. Okay. And I look them in the eye and say, fellas, you're gonna find out very early if you have a very good work ethic, you'll handle college. I don't care whatever you'll handle it's a work ethic that's what it is and to me that that that's 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 what we have to teach young people sports is a great way of teaching them that and it it, to me it's 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 just a a key factor i mean you know you you lose a football game that could be the most important thing that could happen to you sometimes because hey I thought we had this figured out and you know what? We didn't. Right. And you sit there and go, I got to find a way to fix that. Now my work ethic's got to kick into gear to find a way to fix what just happened because that's not right. You know, we, we had, we should have been better. And that's beauty of, of, of sports and especially football. I mean, it, <laughs> you, you got to find ways, you know? And, and, yeah. and uh, so I think that's to me is, is, is uh, the important part of it. And also I would just tell a, 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 a coach, because you get coaches asking, hey coach, you know, any kind of tidbits or whatever, what do you think? And George, I would, I, would, I always say this uh, to them. It, it, if that young athlete believes and knows that you as a coach are simply trying to help him or her it could be the littlest technique that you're suggesting but that'll make it better if you try this you know you'll be able to do it this way if they sense that your number one goal is not your record is that 
you this this coach here really cares about me and wants to help me right you got they are they'll they'll go to war for you they'll do anything you sure. they'll just they i don't care you said six decades that one that one spans the gamut of six decades right there right there yeah. but that, that you know if they sense that you got they're they're on they're in your they're on your side they'll they'll give you everything absolutely uh, after after you retire after this coming season, what's next for Coach Chuck Kyle? Okay, well, I am working with the Cleveland Browns in, in an area of it's youth advisor type sure. of thing, and uh, what we're working on certainly is uh, uh, teaching. Uh, we'll have clinics and seminars is is for youth coaches because the game it has evolved and, and its techniques and and we want to make the game safer right and, and it and, and okay there's been a lot more research on that and so uh, i do those seminars for the younger for the coaches for the younger right. kids because you know george you know that a lot of those guys played 15 20 years ago right right yeah and their kid is at that age to go, oh, I'll come help. You know, yeah, right. And the game has changed on. quite a bit. Absolutely. Come here and we got to talk. Yeah. We got to make sure you get what's going on. So I've been doing a lot of that and the Browns have really been wonderful with that. I, I, I honestly, I mean, they, George, if you look, they're, they are, and I mean this, other NFL teams look at the Browns going, hey, you guys, tell us right. how, what you're doing. You guys are doing so much for the youth. Right. And, and, uh, and so it's, it, for me, it's really wonderful to work with them because that they're very, you know, we say, Hey, you know, this group need, well, we, they need a little seminar. We got to work on, you know, helping them. They're like, how can we help? Uh, you know, let's get, let's set this up. They can come and we'll, we can do this thing at the stadium and right, have the right. coach, you know, things like that, that, that and they, Hey, door prizes, we'll, we'll do this and we'll do that. And it's just, Hey, there's this league that needs a lot more equipment. We got it. We'll help them with that equipment. You know, right. what other NFL teams doing that? Right. Not many. No, it's awesome. It's, so it's really fun to do. And I, I just think that would be a nice thing at this point for, for me to get, you know, to spend more time on. I, yeah. you know, that'd be great. I, I, I find that very rewarding. And they're just one, the great people to work with. Honestly, I, we're, all we got to do is win some, win, win a Super Bowl. Honestly, they, right. this team, this, not, this organization, uh, I'm not kidding you. The we're things, close. People, we're close. People don't even know, you know, may I say, uh, people don't even know half of what the, the Haslam's do for, for you right. know, charitably. They, right. they, they don't publicize what they're doing. They right. do a lot of good things. And you talk to these youth leagues, they'll tell you, man, it, they have an equipment problem. Bang. It's taken care of, you know. They, they, they're good. They're really good. So I'll be, I can do that. I'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds enjoyable. You're around the game, work with youth kids, kind of doing right. great things. And I think that, that's awesome. Good for you, Coach. Um, coach, to wrap things up, I always ask this question to every coach that's been on the show. Who is Coach Kyle for the listeners and viewers who might not know you? Who is Coach Chuck Kyle? Okay. Well, they don't publicize that I taught Shakespeare and Chaucer for 35 years. <laughs> um, 
that hardly ever gets out there. <laughs> I just enjoy doing that. Um, um, I think that, that, because I wanted to be an English teacher and a coach. I, I, I didn't want to just be a coach. I probably could have done that, you know, if you have a little success and you probably do that, you know. No, I wanted to be an English teacher and a coach, you know. And so I, I, I mean, you could talk to our English chairman. I think when I go to English meetings, we don't talk about football at all. You know, right. I just talk about how we get better in English. How can we do better things, works, interesting little activities in English. Huh? Uh, I think that's, that's probably important because um, I, I just, I believe the combination, right? And, and that's really, I, 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 I mean, honestly, George, I've had, I've had kids, you know, I teach freshmen, sophomores for a number of years now, <clears throat> along with the senior things, but I've had kids not know that I was the football coach in my <laughs> English class till like, you know, right. five weeks into the season, some, you know, the school year, they go, oh, wait a minute, you're the football, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm not just your English teacher. Which is good. I think that's kind of fun. Right. Coach, once again, I, I thank you for all your time and uh, oh, good, sure. luck, good luck with your final season. I'll be rooting for you guys. Hopefully in your last season, you can bring one home. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, I also, I wish you a very happy retirement after the school year and uh, everything with the Browns goes well for you. I also want to thank all of our uh, listeners and viewers. You guys have been great. Um, listen in next week. I'm going to do a recap episode and have a few special guests on the show to discuss all the moments from season one. Uh, once again, coach, I thank you for being here. Sure. Um, well, we'll tune in next week and we'll see everybody later. Welcome to the coaches approach, a podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold hard facts. How about the high school coaching world? This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours.